0: Hello and welcome to the Messy Message Podcast
1: with Alexis and Burley, where God can take your mess and make it your message. Yes, God. (laughs)
0: Well, welcome to the Messy Message. Hello, hello. So glad to be back
1: with you, Burley. Oh, me too. This is the highlight of my day, I tell you. And likewise,
0: (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Get to hang out with my girl, and we have a special guest who's also my girl. Yeah, so we'll get there. We we'll get to that point, <laughs> um, but I want to take a moment before we dive into um, the podcast and the message and our special special guests mm-hmm. to to do a gratitude moment. Yes. So we talked about this. We need to get like some kind a of little like, jingle, jingle, or gratitude a little notification
1: noise. <laughs> a noise, a praise noise. It's, it's a praise <laughs> noise, something, right?
0: So my gratitude moment is is very simple. And actually, it happened to me just yesterday. So I I, um, got some time with God in the morning. And I I should say I made an intention to spend time with God in the morning because he always gives us time.
1: I just don't Mm, always use
0: it in the morning. (laughs) Um, I'm a night owl. So this was special for me because I got up and I um, I was praying and I was thanking God and I was just worshiping and I was just really like relishing in the moment of being alone with Him. This mm. is before anybody got up, right? And in my prayer specifically, I said, "God, will you just send me a kiss today or a hug?" I was like, "I just want to feel Your love today. I just want to feel You and Your presence to- with me today." And um, you know, said the rest of my prayer, or whatever. But I remember that distinctly because. Later in the day, it was probably like like mid to late afternoon, I got an email notification from my baby registry so for you all that don't know i am expecting my third child um but if you've been following the podcast you know that this little guy's coming this summer and um my children are a little bit spaced out so i should not say a little bit they are spaced out and i'm like essentially we're starting starting over (laughs) so we need new stuff (laughs) and um i was just you know i was elated because it was a it was a notification from the registry and a sweet, sweet friend of mine gifted some diapers. And I was like, woo. Like, yes. <laughs> I was so excited. But immediately, I recognized, I said, that a was kiss. a kiss. Aww. That was a He's kiss. So good. He's so good. And so then, I'm like you know, all excited about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome, God. Thank you so much. And then, like, maybe 10 minutes later, I get another notification. Mm, another kiss? Another kiss. <laughs> my aunt um, gifted me my this chair that I really, really wanted so bad because it's like a convertible chair to toddler stage. And it's like, it saves me from having to get a whole different kind of chair. And I was Aww. like, oh, this is perfect. So she gifted that for me. And... You know, in that moment, again, I was like, another kiss. Mm. I was like, God, you're so good to me. <laughs> but, you know, more than the material aspects of it, I do want to point out, it was the fact that he he blessed me, that mm. he honored a request of a kiss. And it could have come in any way. Yes, It could have come in any other form. It didn't have to be, you know... Uh, an item Mm -hmm. you know it didn't have to be something but it was the sheer fact that he he made time for me and he always does he makes time for all of us i love that so i love so that's my gratitude moment
1: I love I'm those super... kisses.
0: I know. Aww. I'm like, listen, I'm going to be asking for kisses every day now. <laughs> I'm going to pray for kisses.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, so man. we have a treat for you guys today. Mm-hmm. Patrice Smith is in the building. Whoop, whoop. Um, I was actually introduced to Patrice through Alexis. They go way back. You yeah. guys have been friends forever. Forever and ever. Um, and um, I got to meet her in our conversation One of the many things I learned about her is that she's a woman that wears many hats and she wears them all well. Patrice is a wife to her husband, Daryl, and mom of two girls, Sydney and Melody. Mm -hmm. I actually just discovered today that she has a puppy named Onyx, which ironically (laughs) is the name of my six-year-old son. (laughs) I love it. And she also serves in full-time ministry at Northview Church on the communications team. But as we all know, when we work in ministry, it means we do a little bit of everything. So she also oversees marketing. She's the co-host of the Family Framework podcast and is an online service host. And she'll also get down with the worship team from time to time. As a matter of fact... Take it away, Patrice, with a song. (laughs) (laughs) Not this time. I'll be ready next time. My voice is not cooperating. (laughs) I'll get you some tea next time, Patrice. But she does have a beautiful voice. I'm sure. Amazing voice. (laughs) Thank you. She also works for the University of Notre Dame, recruiting, training, supporting coaches and families for the Happy Families Project. And Patrice is currently working on a new project called the She Smiles Journey, as she shares her journey as a mom in ministry raising a child with special needs, which I'm sure she'll elaborate on in her story today. So without further ado, Patrice Smith, y'all. Hello,
2: ladies. Welcome, Hello. Patrice. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for having me. I have been looking forward to this moment for a while, so I'm excited, and I know that God's going to get the glory, and amen. thank you for your hard work with this amazing podcast. I have been listening, and ladies, uh, it has been blessing me, seriously, so great uh, work. I'm excited to just be a part of what God's doing with you guys, so amen.
1: Thank you. Yes.
2: So I am excited to share my story with you ladies, Um, and I promise you that I won't bore you with too many details. My prayer is to just allow the Spirit to lead me so that I am sharing some of the most vulnerable parts of my story as a special needs mom, and then the most redemptive part of the story. Um,
1: Amen. Mm.
2: I just pray that there's a mama out there listening that can relate who's raising a special needs child. Um, because on this journey, you know, there are days that we desperately need the God of all comfort, the God Mm -hmm. of all compassion. And he shows up in every way that we need him as parents of special needs kids. So that's just my prayer that I can be an encouragement to everybody, but especially if there's somebody tuning in on a similar um, journey. So I just want to start off on by sharing with you guys just one of the most horrific days of my life, just being very transparent with you guys. So I would call this the day that my world completely and utterly shook. Um, We got shocking news when I was pregnant at 26 weeks. We went in for a normal checkup I was not supposed to have an ultrasound that day, but the doctor said that he wanted to do another ultrasound in four weeks, not that day, but he said it looked like I had too much amniotic fluid. He said, you look pretty big to be 26 weeks. It's like you just have way too much fluid. And so being a first time mom, this was my first pregnancy. I wanted everything to be perfect. And I was like, oh no, we are not gonna wait four weeks. We're gonna do this today. Mm. Um, So we ended up waiting and we got the ultrasound done, but then we were waiting and waiting in the waiting room, and at this point, you know, we weren't thinking, oh, something must be wrong, and so they asked us to go back into the doctor's office, and so he sat down, he took his glasses off, and he just put his hand up on his head, and he said, guys, I don't even know how to say this to you, but it just looks like there's something going on with a baby, like a type of genetic disorder or Down syndrome, or maybe something that's not even compatible with life. And so in that moment, my first reaction was to just be angry, to be upset. I was completely shocked, shocked, and it just took me by surprise. And my husband's first reaction was to get up out of his chair and to come over to me and just immediately to comfort and console me. And so I just started asking all these questions. I was like, there's no way. Like, how could this be happening? So long story short, you know, our world immediately shifted on that day. And that wasn't even the worst of it um, because I was still working, you know, full time. And I had to go to all these extra doctor's appointments and extra visits, and nobody could give us clear answers, okay? So we're praying and we're leaving this in God's hands, but I remember even like that day that we got the news, I went home and I called my mom and I was screaming. I literally dropped to the floor. Mm -hmm. I had never experienced this type of like emotional reaction ever Mm -hmm. in my life, but I was just crushed and I was screaming and telling her all these things that the doctors had said and my mom is a woman of faith and so she immediately said we're going to pray about this we're going to leave this in God's hands you know let's just keep having the faith and we'll see what happens and so when you're pregnant and they can't really run all the tests like Mm -hmm. they could if the baby was outside of your body so that was the hardest part Mm. this was a test of faith to where I really was going to have to wait and see and just allow God to just show him as his sovereign self I'm like this is what the doctors are saying but I'm praying and I know that you can do this you know and so I'm praying these prayers but I'm going to all these extra appointments. And so just when I thought that my world had been shook and like it wasn't gonna get any worse than that, they sent me to go see a neurosurgeon. And in my mind, I'm like, when you're pregnant, you're not supposed to go see a neurosurgeon for your baby. This is supposed to be the time that you're thinking about your baby showers and Mm -hmm. what name and going to Target and looking at the cute clothes. And so I went ahead and I went to the neurosurgeon appointment and basically based on all of the information that he had been given from the other doctors and looking at the different ultrasounds, we were supposed to meet with him so that he could tell us when the baby is born, are you going to have to do some type of neurosurgery? Because there were different diagnoses that were being thrown out and some were compatible with life, but they would require surgery right after the baby was born. And I remember him telling me at that point, you know, that the baby's brain was developed at like a 5%, and it was supposed to be at 30%. And he said, usually this is either something like a genetic, something that's not compatible with life, or something that has a very bad prognosis. These kids are not independent at all. Mm-hmm. And so the door is open when he's sharing this news. And I see these kids being pushed in um, on their wheelchairs by their parents. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And so at that point, I was like, nope, not doing this. Like, I'm not strong enough for this. Like, well, you're going to have to show up and fix this.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: And so... I remember my husband wasn't with me at that appointment. He was working, so my mom had came, but we had drove separately, and she lived right by the hospital. And so after I left that appointment, I remember driving to my parents' house. I immediately called up my cousin because we had literally just buried his infant son at nine months, six months prior to that, because he had passed away from a genetic syndrome called SMA. And even before I got pregnant, my mother told me, she said, you guys need to get some genetic testing before you guys have kids. Because we had seen, you know, my little cousin, Zach, pass away and go through what all he had went through. Mm -hmm. So long story short, I'm calling up my cousin. And once again, I'm screaming, but I'm driving. I'm screaming and I'm telling him everything that the doctors are saying. And this is his response to me. He says, so what? Mm -hmm. He said, but if your baby lives, I would take that, you know, over anything. So what if your kid's in a wheelchair? So what, I wish Zach was in a wheelchair, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So immediately, it was like this heart check for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It was like, where's the gratitude? Maybe it wasn't what I had planned Mm -hmm. for my pregnancy, you know, for our family. Um, And so my cousin ended up meeting me at my parents' house. But the crazy thing that happened that evening, and this is a part of my story that I have only shared... A couple of times and I recently shared it with our church and I've always been too embarrassed to share this because I don't know how people receive, you know, stories like this, but I kid you not, I ended up just spending the night at my parents' house and I was so broken, and I remember just praying, and I had talked with a friend who had recently had a baby, and her baby, you know, was born prematurely, Truly, and she had went through some things, and she was encouraging me because her baby was thriving now, and so that was some hope and some faith, and I was calming down and really trying to gain the right perspective as a woman of faith, because even as followers of Christ, it doesn't mean that we always get our way. It doesn't yes. mean that we're not ever going to be challenged, you yes. know. God is calling us to trust in Him, but with that trust, you know, there's some tension because that means you're going to have to go through something, you know? Um, so I go to sleep and I remember still being broken, being so vulnerable. And then my dad came in the room that night and he just put his head on my shoulder to wake me up. And he said, are you okay? And then I never looked at him. I just woke up and I just raised my head and I just, and I thought about it. I said, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. So then I go back to sleep. Then my dad came back in again, and he wakes me up, and he says, are you okay? Once again, I said I'm okay, but this time I didn't have to think about it quite as long. Hmm. And so I went back to sleep. You know, I was like, it is what it is. You know, I'm going to be okay. baby's going to be okay. I didn't know that okay meant healed. But no matter what, I knew that, you know, I was going to be okay, and the baby was going to be okay. And so then I wake up. And I asked my dad, I said, did you come into the room last night and ask me if I was okay? And he said no. And mm-hmm. so I knew that was my Heavenly Father. Whether it was a dream, I don't care wow. what it was or what. Wow. I knew that that was my Heavenly Father. Jesus. And I still get choked up thinking about it. Yes. Because we're all going to go through seasons in life where life just breaks us down to the ground and we're so broken and we feel like we've been shattered into pieces Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not the news of a special needs child, you know, maybe it's something else, you know, but for me, that was how I came to a point in my walk with Christ where I knew that in his sovereignty, he was not going to forsake me, but he was going to allow me to be stretched. He was gonna allow me to have to depend on him in a way that I had never known before in my life. He was going to allow me to be pierced um, and watching my child have to go through things that no parent wants to see their child. But even in those moments, you know, you just go back to that night where he had called me to tell myself that I was okay, but I knew that I was okay because I was in his hands. I wasn't saying like, yeah, I'm okay, because I got this, like, you know, Yes. me being okay was because I knew that Ooh. even in my desperate situation with my own child that I was still his child you know oh, god loves. And my my earthly father loves me cares for me you know and he definitely would have came in that room but he knew he didn't do it you know mm-hmm. and, but
1: if
2: our if our heavenly father wants us to to depend on him in such a way that he calls us in seasons to minister to ourselves because of our intimacy with him that mm-hmm. strengthens us. Yes. It, it's like, I don't care what your test is, what your trial is. Yes. There are days that you got to get up, even when you're broken and say, I'm okay.
0: That's right. I'm
2: okay. You know, That's right. um, so just to wrap this up for you ladies, I mean, there's so many different parts of our story that I would love to share, but I want to be respectful of our time. But, You know, we go on to have our daughter, Sydney. She was absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. Like, we had prepared ourselves for the worst. We didn't know if we were going to be taking her home. But we had basically decided that it wasn't going to be about us. And we wanted to enjoy every moment that we had with her. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, God gave us so many miracles just right there in the hospital. And so there's definitely something that I've learned on this journey as a special needs parent, like there are no small wins with God, you know, there's no small miracles with God. I mean, we saw miracle after miracle girls, the chaplains kept coming in. It was two different chaplains wanting to bless her, but we weren't giving up hope. You know, we were waiting for one more CT scan and I wouldn't let them bless her because when they do that, they do that because they think the baby's about to pass. And so all this was, A plan that was in place because of what they saw on the ultrasound and just things, well, it could possibly. And I was like, no, you know, at this point, I'm holding my baby. There's a bond, you know. Mm-hmm. You ladies know, like, when you yes. have your baby, I mean, nobody has to teach you how to bond with your child. It's just that natural instinct. So then, like, That's that fine. fight of faith rises up. And I politely said no the first few times. And the last time that he came, I said no, and you don't need to come back in here. I mean, I was <laughs> <you know? laughs> and so... Long story short, she gets the scan by the neurosurgeon that we had met with before, and he didn't tell us that things were going to be perfect, but he said it didn't look as bad, you know, as far as it being not compatible with life. And so when I tell y'all, they got switched that situation up. They changed our room. We were in this high-risk pregnancy part of the hospital, like, with they, when they think the child may not make it and things like that. So they changed us to a normal room. Amen. She slept in the room with us. She's not
1: in the NICU. Yes. Um,
2: And so the crazy thing is one of the chaplains that kept coming in the room could not believe how God had turned that situation around. She ended up meeting me. She found out we had our pediatrician's the same network. She did her homework. She shows up at that first visit. Just to put her eyes back on Sid. Yeah. Wow. wow. She was saying how she was going to be using Sydney for her illustration in her sermon for the upcoming weekend. Look and at so God. God immediately just started to use Sydney to bring glory to his name, to show the mm. power of faith. Yes. Um, And even, like, one of the nurses that was on the high-risk unit came back when she heard that our room got switched. And this was my girl. She was like, I'm going to see you back here in a year. This is when we were still thinking that Sid wasn't going to make it. But she was just my encouragement. I just loved her to death. She came back. She was supposed to be leaving soon for a Haiti trip. Before she even went to Haiti, she came back to bring a gift to Sydney to just hold Sydney one more time to encourage us. She had a special needs child, and so she was just giving me words of wisdom. She was like, it's not going to be easy all the time. There's going to be some challenges. So um, through all of that, you know, through all the piercing, having to hear all this bad news at the different doctor's visits, watching my child not meet her developmental milestones and everything you know all of that was excruciating pain but even in the midst of that pain once again i go back to that night i'm okay and yes. i'm gonna tell myself yeah i'm okay and yes. not because i got this but mm-hmm. i know who's got me and i know who's got sick
0: that's right um,
1: amen
2: and so god has redeemed our story and i know that you ladies um uh, have a podcast to do here with more questions and things I don't want to take up all of our time but I do want to just say to that mama that's raising a special needs child and you just feel discouraged and you feel like you're in a winter season like seasons change Mm -hmm. and I can remember even with the amount of faith and covering that we had from like our family and our support system, there were still moments in that first year where I found myself like crying and back on the floor, praying and pleading, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but God redeemed our story because I felt like I was stuck sometimes in that season because mm-hmm. we couldn't go anywhere because she would get overstimulated and just cry. So we were doing the quarantine thing before Corona came, mm, right. um, <laughs> just like stuck in the house. Yeah. And so to be living in a season now, like where I can work, you can't join full time ministry and just seeing how God like changed the season, redeemed the story. Um, I've had other opportunities, you know, just to share my story, like this other family Families, raising special needs kids so just hang in there and just know that god never wastes pain and you know you can trust me with what i'm saying most importantly just trust him you know mm-hmm. he's got you And right. jeremiah 17 7 i just want to share this in closing it just says but blessed is the one who trusts in the lord you yes. know we're not just blessed because of our material things yes. and the promotions and things like that. The true essence of being blessed is when you are in a situation where you are forced to depend on God like never before, that mm. it cultivates an intimacy in your walk with Christ that you yes. would have never known apart from that amen So thank you for letting uh, me share my story.
0: Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing god we serve yes we really do and i you know in every story is not threaded with perfection expectations always met the way we think that they should be right but what is at the core is the love of god and how he uh-huh. pursues our hearts and really just you know wraps his arms around us in those tough times You didn't say this, Patrice, but how old is Sydney now?
2: So Sydney is 11 years old.
0: And how old do they think Sydney would make it to?
2: Yeah. So here's the thing with her particular diagnosis, a lot of kids don't make it past infancy, but it's usually around the age of seven. So for her to be Look at is God. a miracle, and let me Look tell you, like, we said no to a lot of treatments and things because I'm like, I just don't think that she's strong enough to recover from like a surgery like that. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this is us praying and asking God for wisdom. And if I feel a check in my spirit, I'm like, nope, you're That's not right. touching my baby. You That's know? right. So That's God right. has kept her.
0: Amen. You know? And And that's why I wanted to say, because I remember when we were talking, you know, setting up for this, this podcast and you were telling us that her life expectancy, how she is like surpassed that Mm -hmm. like by, uh, you know, many, many years. And it's just an, again, it's to God's glory. What a beautiful child you have. So tell us, um, about she smiles. Yeah. I'll
2: tell you about, uh, She smiles, but I do want to just say this really quick, Lex. Sure. So... Just to what you just said, I mean, it really is a miracle for her to be 11. And in full transparency, sometimes when I'm just trying to find just some encouragement to see what other families are doing on this journey with this particular diagnosis, I'll go and I'll Google. And a lot of times I'm looking at memorial pictures. Wow. And it's just like, oh, it chokes me up every time. Mm. And there was one appointment that I wasn't able to make it to. My husband was there and it was our first time meeting with this particular team. And my husband said, babe, he was like, they literally had to call two other doctors to come in and lay eyes on her because they couldn't believe the level of lay syndrome that she has, that she's still alive, you know? Wow. And I've been told um, by somebody on our palliative care team, you know, could be, you know, preteens if he had to guess, you know, it could be preteens. Well, uh, hello, we're kind of there and she's still here. That's no. right. Thank I you, mean, Jesus. God is sovereign. And yes, I want to just say, you know, I'm not one of those moms who's trying to make the doctors or therapists look at or anything like that they literally are just doing their job but man as believers we have got to know that God is sovereign above the diagnosis above their prognosis and if we put our trust in that forget about it yes amen I mean yeah
0: he is the almighty
2: um, absolutely So about um, the She Smiles project, so this is something that I have thought about doing for a while, but I never felt like I was in the right season to really share my story as openly Um, in the past. You know, if somebody would call and say they knew somebody that had a special needs child and they were just kind of going through it, I would talk to them or, like, let them come to the house and kind of see, like, we had a therapy room at one of our old houses. Um, But I'm pretty, like, private when it comes to just because, number one, I don't ever want people to think that we're trying to make her situation or her story about us.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: it's really one of those journeys that is like no joke. And I don't want to sugarcoat it. But the thing that makes it doable is God's grace. And it's like on paper, it doesn't make sense. Um, right. But I think with this project, I just want to be more open so that somebody else in our situation on a similar journey can find edification. Yeah. Um, can see another family of faith that didn't lose their faith while on the journey. Cause sometimes you hear about that. Some people mm-hmm. do turn away from their faith because what you see is real, what you see is raw. Yeah. And there's no greater attack than your child going through something, you know, that you can't fix and when they're totally dependent on you it just shifts everything. It shakes up everything. Um, So my hope and my goal is just to share the real aspects of our life um, from feeding a child. You know, we don't do the G2, but we puree all of her meals and things like that. There's so many things that other people can't relate to. It's like, man, if I saw a mom that had to do what I have to do just to feed my child, like I would be encouraged. And so like it kind of started to for me not seeing anything out there to like encourage me. It's like, well, and maybe you need to be, you know, encouragement for somebody else. Yes. And so um, I just want to share um, just, you know, a monthly newsletter that gives hope, that gives inspiration because the key to raising a child with special needs is keeping a biblical perspective on the journey because. It's something that will probably just be a part of our life story. And if you're not filled with the spirit, if you're not staying in your secret place and praying and creating an atmosphere of worship, you know, you can succumb to comparing your child to somebody else's child, like Mm -hmm. at that age and start to grieve all the things that your child will never experience. And so it's just another way for us to share our journey so that we're giving that hope and that light to other families. And even if a family is raising a child with special needs, and they don't have a faith per se, it doesn't mean that they wouldn't be able to relate to it. But it's just us trying to reach back and strengthen um, other families on the journey. Thank and you. And so, yeah, and so it's she us, and then um, she smiles journey at um, on Instagram. So. Nice. Yeah.
1: I'm writing that down because <laughs> I need to and, follow. Um, um, so I did want to point out, and we spoke about this a little bit um, when we were speaking, just us three, pre-podcast. Mm-hmm. How Sid and, and your relationship, it reminds me so much of our relationship with Jesus. How mm-hmm. you advocate for her mm-hmm. and how her, she's so dependent. On you mm-hmm. for everything, and how it mirrors how we're supposed to have that dependency on God, and how we're supposed to depend on Him and, re- and rely on Him for everything—that He's going to meet our needs. I'm sure she looks at you, and she yeah. knows that she's going to be fed. Someone, she knows yes. she's going to be clothed. She knows yes. she trusts you implicitly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, it just really struck me as like that's what you're. That's what you're doing. That's the role that He plays, and you—you're a mama bear, like. Mm -hmm. You advocate for her and you research and you make sure that she's getting the best care and that you're you're doing it with wisdom and not just, Mm -hmm. you know, trusting everything that's being said. And again, it's it's not that we don't trust doctors, it's just someone has to advocate, someone has to, you know, Mm -hmm. be on the front line. Mm So I, I absolutely
0: and we know God has the final say so
1: I amen, you know,
0: right. and again, it's right. it's not that we don't trust because he does equip, you know, doctors and, you mm-hmm. know, researchers and scientists and absolutely. nurses and all of those great, wonderful people who fight to give us the best, but even in right. their own strength are no comparison to God. And exactly. I know and I think, you know, the three of us will agree um The God likes to show out. (laughs) So, you know, there are things that he's going to say, only I can do these things. You know what I'm saying? And it just keeps us humble. It Mm. keeps us. It keeps us in faith. It keeps us striving to be close to him because we know that there are things that man just can't do without God's authority. Right. That's right. That's right. And
2: and there's a song that I do want to share. um, So by Jason Nelson, in him, do I live, move and have my being or part of the lyrics. I forget the actual name of the song, but really, when you made that statement, the last time that we spoke, that stuck with me. Because the crazy thing is, after all these years, I have never realized how that truly is an illustration of our relationship and walk with God. Mm -hmm. We often hear about like, we're the bride of Christ, you know, Mm -hmm. the illustration But I'm like, man, I mean, being in the trenches and seeing it illustrated in that way and never putting the two and two together, I mean, that was the Holy Spirit. I mean, I will never, ever forget that. So thank you for sharing that because it's so true. And it just reminds me of that song. Like, we are nothing without him. We cannot move, breathe. We can't do anything apart from him, you know? So, yeah, it's so
1: true. Amen. Yes. And per usual here um, at The Messy Message, we don't want to just... Speak on something, mm-hmm. no matter how deep and how profound it is, without having you check yourself, check your heart, ask yourself some deep questions, and really right. look in the mirror, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to to transform you, yeah. to to have it change. Listen to these words. Listen to these things that we are saying. And, and ask yourself, do I have this dependency? Am I relying yes. on the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. If you're going through something difficult right now, it, it may not be the exact same situation, but we all know what it's like mm-hmm. right. when we're met with a circumstance or a situation that we feel like we cannot handle. Yes. And. Mm-hmm these situations and and not to be cliche a lot of people say god cannot give you more than you can handle i don't know if i agree with that i don't agree with it at all um Mm -hmm. i believe that he does he does give us more than Mm -hmm. we can handle so that we can give it to him and we can know how strong and how mighty and how powerful our god is Mm -hmm. um so really it's about Yeah, this situation is too much for me. It it Mm -hmm. will literally kill me. It's shattering me. It's Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. breaking me to a point where I just I can't go on anymore. But Mm -hmm. this is going to, in some way, encourage someone along the line, and this is going to force me to give God the glory. At the end of the day, Patrice, I'm sure you cannot. No one can take the credit for where Sid Uh is right now, but God. Nobody. That's right. That's right. And and your story, and that's why I love I love hearing you speak. It's you're literally like it's God. I I can't I couldn't have done anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's been him that has carried me. Amen. All this way. Exactly. Amen. So I just wow, like I am in awe of of what God has done. Your story Mm -hmm. is inspiring, but beyond that it's it's I I pray that it really captivates the hearts. Of those that are listening, yes,
0: and you may not have the same circumstance, mm. but like you said, Burley, what do you need to be more dependent on God mm-hmm. about? Like, what are you holding on to that you need to release, and say, "No, God, I truly trust you." Yeah. Um, you know, and we've all been faced with, like you said, different circumstances. So just reflect on those moments and um, and really hone in on what is God trying to show you. What does He want you to know? What does he want you to, what burden does he ask you to exchange with him? Because he said, mm. my yoke is light.
1: amen. My right. yoke
0: is easy. So we are going to wrap up there. Please, guys, um, we would love for you to follow us, if you're not already, on Facebook and Instagram, at The Messy Message. Um, we, We are on Anchor, we are on Google, we are on Apple, we are on Spotify, any of your streaming platforms. We ask that you take advantage of this moment and follow us, rate us, share. You know, we're inspired to hear from you and as we pray that you're inspired as you hear from us. Patrice, thank you so much. It was
1: wonderful. It was such this has been
0: such a blessing. You have no idea, and I know that many will be blessed. Yes. So until next time, our sweet friends, we will talk to you soon. We are so grateful that you took the moment to listen today, and God
1: bless. May God give you many kisses. Many,
0: many kisses. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.